Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk. Talk. Recorded live. Peace, brothers and sisters. Welcome to all the places we've been. I'm Aneb Sankita L, and on the line with me is Sister Keisha. You there? Yes. Peace, love, and unity. How y'all doing tonight? Peace, all right. Yeah, sorry, we're running a little late here. Uh, had to uh, take a trip to uh, meet one of my daughters. Getting ready to start college. So, uh, it's running a little bit late here. Anyway, uh, glad you could join us, Sister Keisha, and uh, I guess we'll uh, give a little bit of time, give uh, folks a little bit of chance to uh, call in if they're going to call in and uh, see what we got for this evening. So how's everything on your side of the world? Uh, well, um, I've seen on Facebook um, another guy that's out here, another RBG soldier that's out here, uh, said that he's seen uh, trainloads of um, army um, jeeps, and you know, basically, like they they're coming into Houston. They're like they're uh, preparing for war. I noticed that they it looked like today I passed by the the National Reserve, um, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it's quite a few uh, tanks and army vehicles out there. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, sounds like they, mm-hmm. they they stepping it up in light of the. Um, Everything that's going on in Waller County, so you know it's probably time for recruits. Have you uh, had a chance to uh, kind of get over that side? I know it's probably uh, a little bit away from uh, maybe where you are. No, I haven't been able to get to Prairie View, but I try to keep up with the story as much as I can. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. Prairie View—it's it's about an hour away from where I live, um, mm-hmm. and I haven't been able to get out there. But I try to keep up with it as much as I can. Um, well, basically, you know, that was on the 14th. It, 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 as far as I know, it hasn't been any more. Um, the Panther Party hasn't made a presence out there. As, as the last time that I know for sure, it was on the 14th of this month. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know if they, if they, if there's been any, if there's been any more activity out there since then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh and what about in Houston? Has there been any uh, any uh, demonstrations, anything kind of going on out that side? It's not a lot going on in Houston. You know, most of the action is out in Prairie View. There hasn't been um, a whole lot of anything really going on in Houston, um, as far as far as I know. To my knowledge, I spoke with another sister, another conscious sister that's here, and you know, like me and her both are saying, it's really quiet here. You know, so we're you know we're both mothers, so the front line is not exactly for us. Um, <laughs> So we, you know, we're coming together. Uh, we wanted to homeschool the kids this year, but since it, you know we kind of found people who are interested in doing it late, and school starts next week, um, we're going to start, you know, coming to each other's houses and having an after-school program where we're teaching our children the real history and giving them real knowledge together. Mhm. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, well, I haven't really. Uh, 
seen anything, and uh, I don't know. I, I hadn't really kind of checked to see uh, what might be going on in uh, in uh, in that particular town. Prairie Prairie View or Waller? Yeah. Or uh, Prairie, Prairie View. It's Waller County, but the city, the, the little town, is actually called Prairie View. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess I gotta try to look into that a little bit more to uh, see kind of what's going on. Uh, yeah, what, mm-hmm. whenever I Google it, I just pretty much come up with the same uh, the same information. Mm-hmm. Um, so that you know, that's that's as much as I know right now as far as uh, the the protest, the armed protest that was going on out there in Waller mm-hmm. County. Mm-hmm. You know, from you know, from my understanding, the the, the Black Panther. Uh, the the Panthers that came out and showed up in force uh, were actually, you know, they basically shut the police down. So, you know, with these tanks, I guess they're getting prepared for um, maybe a, another protest. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's you know, because Waller County is a small county, so it's just basically, you know, it's it's come, it's like at the, everything is in light of Ferguson and uh, Prairie View. You know, it, it's you know, but everything is basically coming down. It's, it's in a melting pot. You know, it's 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 on the verge of erupt. You know, completely erupting. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I guess kind of the whole country to a degree, uh, kind of experiencing uh, some tension and stuff. Uh, I don't know. I guess uh, in New York side, it's, it really hasn't seemed to be as uh, kind of feel it every now and then. But uh, yeah, haven't really uh, kind of noticed anything uh, a little different. Uh, waiting to hear also from my uh, brother Aries. Uh, he'll maybe be joining us uh, in not too much longer time. Uh, see if I can try to reach out to him while we're on the line now. But uh, give a couple of minutes before we kind of get uh, get kicking into uh, what we have planned for this evening. Uh, but as usual, uh, a lot of people just seem to be kind of complacent and uh, not really kind of... Uh, doing, I mean, what should be done or doing something, you know, I mean. Some people seem to have forgotten who Sandy Bland was, uh, you know, already. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I I get people, uh, I still have my profile set, you know, with the uh, with her picture uh, saying, I am Sandy Bland, and people are, like, thinking, oh, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm a woman, so first of all, you know, do you even know who this picture is? You know, you should exactly. know that. Yeah. So, That's uh, true. Yeah, but uh, it's, it's amazing, you know, how many people, you know, haven't really kind of made her face and name a, you know, kind of household word. Mm-hmm. So, but, uh, 
And uh, as usual, there's uh, <laughs> we. Uh, I don't. I don't know what happened to what I had. Because uh, I had actually scheduled this uh, program. Uh, well, let me ask you: when you when you uh, when you saw the link for this for this uh, program for tonight, right? Uh, it didn't have it didn't have the date and time on there. I was kind of where I looked. I was kind of um, I looked through it. And I seen the link with the uh, the code, the the call uh, pin. Uh, yeah, because that information will basically stay the same. So every the thing with Blog Talk is usually if you're trying to uh, log on from the computer, it'll be a different link every time you go to a different show. But Talk Talk Show is basically It'll be the same link that'll take you to the chat page, and then the phone number and the and the uh, number will be the same every week. Uh, so that is, uh, you know, we try to keep a consistent uh, date and time every Wednesday, eight eight to ten, and uh, so the the number. The phone number and the uh, pin number, you know, should always basically be the same. But I had actually did a little write-up and in, uh, in my just trying to uh, log on just now, uh, I noticed that I didn't see anything on there. So I don't know <laughs> if somebody made it disappear or what. But uh, I guess I'm still trying to kind of get uh, accustomed to. This new format with uh, TalkShoe, so I have to look into that and see uh, what happened. But uh, anyway, uh, you know, folks, I guess if they want to get here, they will get here. But uh, we'll give another couple of minutes and uh, try to kick in. Yeah, uh, I have basically. Let's see if I can get uh, this page. That basically uh, kind of uh, wanted. I I I I had purposely labeled the show for tonight uh, Million Man March because I don't know. I I guess I'm just like like Marvin Gaye said. I'm a stubborn kind of fella, <laughs> so uh, I just. Uh, wanted to kind of uh, step on the toes of those who plan on doing this Million Man March thing because uh, although, you know, it gets to the point where people want to make make it sound like, oh, well, oh, you don't know what we're going to do and you don't know what Minister Farrakhan is going to do or call for. Well, I know what he's done in the past, and based on that, it hasn't been much, so I don't have any expectations uh, to kind of uh, assume that something is, you know, going to come out of this next Million Man March. Uh, so uh, I guess uh, that will kind of uh, take us into... <laughs> I guess an entree of uh, tonight's program and uh, what we we'll talk about. Might as well get started here. And so, uh, part of uh, putting the name Million Man March, because 
I want people to hear what we're talking about when they look for the Million Man March and they see that, oh, here's something about the Million Man March. Is it good? Is it bad? Let's see. So uh, we're going to have it out there like that. And uh, as usual, been kind of bumping heads with a couple of people who I guess are in favor of this Million Man March and what they think it is going to do or what miracle it is that they're expecting uh, Farrakhan to perform or whatever. Uh, I don't know. I really think it's kind of a... to a degree, I guess, disappointing uh, of people to uh, be in this Santa Claus, uh, two-fairy kind of uh, belief system, because basically that's all it is. And uh, I know I got a chance to see a little bit of uh, the dialogue uh, you had uh <laughs> I guess over the last uh, day or two with uh, some folks who were, uh, I guess, kind of tied into the whole religious thing. And, you know, uh, when people sign up for this concept of uh, religions and expectations of uh, somebody or something, solving their problems for them as opposed to rolling up their own and looking at what can be done on their own to uh, try to uh, make some changes. So uh, that that is uh, disappointing to see that people are still trying to sell this uh, snake oil dream uh-huh. to others. But uh, I'm not a, I'm not one to uh, buy into all of that. I've kind of been around uh, enough to kind of have seen what people in different organizations do and don't do. And I know the so-called Nation of Islam, headed by uh, Louis Farrakhan, is one of those that doesn't have a good track record at kind of doing things. Uh, I know in the past there's been uh, different things that we have done some things uh, maybe uh, collectively, and it's always been a very restricted and a very... uh, limited quantity and quality of uh, activity and involvement that uh, I guess on the local level that that they do. Mm -hmm. And it's always like, oh, well, we got to check with Chicago. Uh, Something going on in your own city, you got to check with Chicago. Let's see. I wondered, is that what happens in Chicago itself? Chicago got to check with Chicago to try to do something because it really seems like a lot is 
very much kind of out of order in Chicago. And then when you look at all the other cities, I guess there's no surprise why certain things happen. But, uh, you know, this whole concept of waiting for somebody and not being able to have uh, leadership in your own particular area, unless that's just something that's used as an excuse uh, for people who are a part of that who maybe don't want to get involved or they have their own reasons of uh, instead of being up front and saying that they don't want to get involved in something locally, they uh, pass it off that the minister, they have to wait for instructions from their illustrious minister to uh, give them martyrs to uh, do something. But uh, anyway, uh, we're not going to necessarily go through all of that Uh, for the whole evening. We we do want to talk about some things that we can do and that is about to take place. We want people to be in tune and participate with uh, some of those things because those are things that you can do. You don't have to wait till uh, October 10th, 2015, to say, oh, now now I'm ready to do something. Right. Uh, I don't know if there's anything else that you want to kind of tag on to that. Before we move along, uh, um, yeah, I wanted to touch um, touch a little, touch lightly on fascism and um, mm-hmm. how it affects our communities. Um, a lot of people aren't in tune. You know, they just see oppression, but they don't see what's behind the oppression. Um, and the vast majority of it is that we live in a fascist under a fascist government that's guised as democracy. Um, Any time that you have white supremacy, capitalism, and government, then you have a fascist government. Um, and a, a lot of people don't. Don't I guess? Yeah, I guess I say that for a lot of people who are Christians who say, "Oh, I, I'm not." A, basically, I don't want to just target Christians. I want to basically say, in a general, people who practice religion are, are enslaved. You, you're mentally enslaved. You're mostly enslaved, and you're basically physically enslaved if you can't move without the grandeur of this deity that you've been waiting to come and solve your problems. Um, and that just leads into, you know, with this being a fascist society, we have to um, come with our own economics and organize it and at some point um, come together, organize enough. That, and once we boycott and we start to build up our community, well, then we need to declare ourselves a sovereign nation uh, separated from, uh, white, from white America. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sorry, go ahead. Those will be some of the solutions um, that will guarantee our independence and keep us self-sufficient. Um, as long as we depend on the fascist government, they they don't have they have white people in mind when they wrote the Constitution. Every facet of government and economics in America was designed to keep the white man above and to keep them prospering and pro- and, and making profits off of black people which are uh, considered the minority in America. Um, so we have to, as, although we consider the minority, we have the majority of the spending power. So our, our spending is allowing 
is funding the racism that goes against us. It's funding that. We're funding our oppression when we spend black dollars into this white economy. Mm-hmm. So, and with, with, and with that being said, I just wanted to, uh, I did a little research, and I got on Google, and I Googled some um, search engines, basically some dot-coms that you can go on. You can put your address, uh, not your address, you can put your city and your state, um, and, and it has a list of not just grocery stores, any type of work that you need, any if you need a, a car repairman, if you need someone to make repairs to your house, if you need to get your hair done, if you need to go grocery shopping, clothes shopping, anything that you need to spend your money doing, they have black businesses at these websites that you can get put, put your city, your state, and what what you need done or what you, where you need to go shopping, whatever it is that you need to spend your money, and you can turn those dollars and put them into, the, into our community. Uh, like you said, supporting us to build us up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, three of them that I found, one is blackbusinessbureau.com, blackownedbiz.com, and supportblackowned.com. And all of those will allow you to put your city in your state and what you need, you know, and it comes up with the list of all black, all different sorts of black-owned, black-operated businesses that you can, to meet any need that you may have. Um, so that's, that's something to look into with the blackout that we are, uh, with the boycott, so that we can start, you know, in order to build our economy, we have to take the money out of their economy. Uh, uh, these links, uh, like on uh, Facebook, uh, on... Uh... I, I posted some in um, at Our Money, Our Business. Mm-hmm. And okay. some of them are some of them you can find on Facebook. Some of them do have Facebook pages and Facebook links. And um, once you Google them, you know mm-hmm. it, it it covers a when I, I looked on them. It covers a wide a wide array of things. You know that that we may need. You know if you need a grocery store, even for the shut-in and the elderly, um, they have some grocery stores that that are black-owned that that will deliver to your home. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So you know it's. It, there's a lot, you know. It's just, it's just about we have to, you know, look into it. You know, it's so the it's so convenient to just go down to a Walmart because there's a Walmart just about on every corner in every city. Um, you know, we may have to go a little, a little way, a little out of way, to 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 put the money in to invest in us. But it's worth investing in us to liberate us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, one of the things you mentioned last week. Uh, we want to kind of uh, remind folks of uh, the is September 3rd? Uh, it said September 7th through December 26th. Okay. Yeah, there's two. Oh. The one that you posted to me is it's a, it's a, the one that you sent me a message on Facebook. It says from September 7th to December 26th, no spending. You know, just spend with black-owned businesses. There's also a boycott um, that's, I think, somehow connected with the Million Man March. They, uh, they want, they're calling for two weeks of uh, black-owned spending. Um, I think the one from September 7th that, that's calling, you know, that's really calling on the spirit of the black man and black woman uh, is the one from September 7th to December 26th. Is really, that is really calling on you to say, okay, it's worth my people are worth me saying I'm going to invest my dollars into my community. I'm I'm only going to spend with my community from September to December. But and you know, within a few months, 
we'll start to see that money, see our economy build up. We'll start to see a Black Wall Street being built, rebuilt. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's quite a few things, I guess, that we can we can do, but uh, that's something that's kind of very easy for folks to just say, you know, I'm not going to shop with, you know, anybody who doesn't look like me, who's not supporting mm-hmm. my community. And uh, it shouldn't take a lot for people to instill that discipline within themselves, considering, you know, what's been going on and what will continue to go on uh, until we start acting like we are concerned about each other enough to, you know, do the things that's necessary to show that we are concerned about ourselves and our brothers and sisters. Uh, yeah, I think the, uh, the, I think the link that I had sent was actually from uh, maybe last year or something, because I guess that was tied to uh, the Mike Brown mm-hmm. uh, demonstrations and, and whatnot and protests. So uh, here we are again, you know, uh, and people, nobody who has a national voice, uh, everybody from Al Sharpton to Jesse Jackson to Louis Farrakhan, uh, all of them who have the opportunity to reach out and, and say something and, you know, try to mobilize people to organized to do something or saying nothing. So, you know, as long as they ain't saying nothing, then, you know, I'm going to be talking about them. Yeah. Of course, uh, like I said, there's just too many people who are following some of these clowns, and I'm calling them clowns. Yeah, I I have no respect for them, really, bottom line. You know, until they do something that, Shows otherwise, that's who they are in my book. You know, most definitely. You know, they, you know, exactly like you said, they have the power to reach millions. You know, on a national level, um, they they at any time have a press conference and call for a nationwide boycott of every of any business that is not black owned and operated until Mm -hmm. we see change. We're not going to spend our money with you. You don't respect us. We pay tax dollars for them to protect us, but instead of protecting us, you're murdering us. Um, so, yeah, you know, they are a bunch of clowns because it's, it's what are you doing for the people, and everybody who's following them are a bunch of clowns and court gestures as well because you should be, you know, why would you follow them? They're not doing anything at all. If you're going to go march with, the, with an agenda or else, um, hell, he ain't even stood up and said, look, before we even march, we're going to call for a boycott. We're going to march. And and then once we get there, then we we're prepared to do whatever it is as a black nation to to get what it is that we need. You know, there, there's absolutely no direction with this. It's just it's just a bunch of black people marching to say we can unify. From several marches before, they know that we have the ability to unify. They also know that we got leaders that will disperse and tamper down the anger that will um 
that will that will put you know that'll that'll basically lead you in circles. In a nutshell. Yeah, I think uh, I think uh, not only boycotting, <laughs> not only boycotting uh, a lot of these uh, non. Uh, not a lot of these businesses that don't belong to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to start boycotting some of these uh, people who are supposed to be a part of our community and claim they represent our community, who claim they have the best interests of our community, but are not saying anything because I, I haven't heard them say anything uh, about uh, supporting uh, boycott. You know uh, what? What? What I have to do uh, by the uh, final call in order to uh, find out? Oh, are they uh, calling for boycott? There's a couple of people who's on uh, Facebook who sure, you know, want to uh, defend Farcon, but yet. They're not saying anything in terms of uh, what is being positively done at this point or what's being called for or whatever. So, you know, they ain't saying nothing that I assume they're far gone. They're saying nothing. So uh, I'm going to take, take a look. Let me see if I can pull up this uh, call, uh, final, and see if they have anything on here. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that uh, I've mentioned before, and uh, I posted something a little earlier about how insurance companies uh, are very, I mean, it's a very lucrative business, insurance companies, for most of us who have cars. Uh, with spending, you know, in I know a lot of the uh, eastern cities, it's probably at least a thousand dollars or more each year in insurance, and that money you don't see back again. And why do we not set up insurance companies that? we can benefit from, that we can take the money that doesn't have to be used. Uh, From what I was reading, once you have a certain amount of money, you can get a bond. If you get a bond, then once that bond has matured within the course of a year, uh, you have basically... uh, pay for the cost of that bond. Uh, And, of course, if you don't have a lot of claims, insurance claims, then uh, or the bond usually covers the claims. But if you don't have many claims throughout the year, then the money that you have can be used to invest in, in other things. So uh, there's numerous ways that uh, that money can be multiplied and spent to build uh, things that's needed in the community. We, 
He talked about a co-op, uh, you know, over the last couple of weeks mm-hmm. and how uh, people had uh, established a co-op after uh, posting a GoFundMe page, and they asked for uh, their goal was $15,000, and they wound up uh, surpassing their goal over $16,000. So they got donations from uh, folks from different places. I, I think I even uh, sent, uh, I don't know, $5 or something in, you know, just to help them, you know, just because the idea alone is good. You know, you want to see, see it happen. You want to see how people succeed. You want to see, you know, people making an effort to come together to uh, build something so that they can be an example so that, you know, after that example is set, you know, other people pick up the model and uh, go and reproduce it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like I said, I, I spoke with another, I found another conscious sister here in Houston. And, you know, we I, we kind of ran, we we brainstormed and we spoke about a lot of different things, you know, that we're, that we're, that we're, that we're wanting to build together, you know, it, it'll take two, and then maybe, you know, we can build on that and get more and get more people. Um, you know, a, a lot of the brothers are basically ready to, to go out on the front lines and go to war, um, and that's okay. That's needed, too. Um, but what's, what's definitely needed is our own economy to sustain us. You know, we can't win any type of war without an economy to back us up. Um we may win some skirmishes, but but that's you know that that's not that's not that's that's not nearly victory. Uh, what what really is going to require in order for it's like you said you know to start building co-ops um, to have you know get warehouses where we can supply you know um, meet supply and demand. Um, build a black warehouse that that will supply toilet paper, uh, bath soap, deodorant, things like that that can be made and invested in the black on in the black owned community. You know, there's another thing that's hitting big right now. Um, and it's the Dr. Sebi cell food diet. You know, um, a lot of people are into that. So, you know, but finding those products um, or have, proved, have proven to be hard with a lot of people who are looking, you know, who are interested in picking up the diet, you know, those are other things that, you know, maybe the group people can come together and open up a, a, a cell food healing store, you know. Um, those are all ideas, you know, that we can that we can do. Like you said, the insurance companies, those are things that can start to, you know, that's a great idea. That's a wonderful investment, um, you know. But like group, group economics, you know, that's something that we have. We need to start building together. We the unity, the tribal aspect of the black community has been lost on us a lot, and we're going to have to find our way back there because that's the only way that we're going to survive the onslaught that we're that we're facing right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh... Yeah, we definitely have to uh, come together, no doubt. Yeah, we uh, we have to start loving and trusting in each other. You know, it's so many things. You know, like I'm definitely not for religion, um, but I'm not against my brothers who my brothers and sisters who practice religion. It's just not for me. I think that it's foolish, but if there's something that we can come together and achieve together, I'm a hundred percent for it. Um, and those were lines are starting to got 
have been drawn in the sand that's kind of like just keeping us divided. And that when I say people are still slaves because they can't realize, they can't see that that's what the religion was designed for anyway, was to keep mm-hmm. the most powerful people on the nation, on the planet, uh, in the world, divided, was segregated from myself. Yeah. And, it, you know, we're going to have to come, we're going to have to come, overcome those obstacles that, that, that the white man has put in front of us. We have to overcome those and say, hey, you know what, it doesn't matter if you're Muslim, if you're Christian, if you're Baptist, if you're a naturalist, if you're a conscious, whatever it is, you know, if you're a spiritualist. Um, one thing that we do have in common is our melanin is targeted, and we have to um, come together. We have to, as a united force, do exactly what our ancestors did before. When they called for a boycott, things started to happen. Now, it's our turn to call for the boycott, pull that money out of the community, don't reinvest it back to the community, and in, invest it into, um, pardon me, invest it back into the white economy, but to build, use the money that we're pulling out to build our own the, and start to see real change in our community. Start building the, some of the schools that they're closing down, um, build black schools that we can educate our children in because they're going to pick up the torch when we left off. So they have to have proper knowledge. They're not going to receive that in a public school getting their white man's education. Um, we need to build health care systems for our for the elderly. You know, we those are like you said, you know, starting businesses together, group economics where we can see the money flourish, we can start to do so much more good in our communities for us. Because if we don't look out for us well, after five hundred years, you know, you would think that everybody would be able to clearly see that the white man does not have our interest at heart. Period. And mm-hmm. no other race does. They come in, they want our money. And they could care less about us, about our community, about our children, about the future of our children. Yep. Yeah, those, those, you know, those are just some of the things that, that, that I think about that I'm, you know, working towards. And I would say another thing, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, I'm not, I, we need to get some education too. Um, more of us who need to pick up trade because those things will be beneficial in building in our community of itself. You know, if ever we are able to um, come together in a strong enough force to declare ourselves a sovereign nation, you know, to build our own, to build our own nations, our own communities, we're going to need our own electrical source, you know, and we need electricians who can do that, who can build grids. Um, so I say, you know, it's, it's so many different aspects that we have to touch on. And it's it's more than worth to pick up a trade to be able to build something of your own um, that can benefit in the community. You know, we need more people that will build more um, black social media websites, more things where we can congregate together newspapers that are not just on a local scale, but black newspapers that we can get on a national scale to stay in communication with each other from state to state, city to city. Yeah. Uh I don't know, maybe I'm thinking too big or maybe I'm thinking too big for the right now. But it, it, those are just ideas that I think that we that hard work together. As hard as we work for the white man to build America, I'm sure that we can build our own black America. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, it's, it's a matter of, I guess, first uh, mentally 
getting people on the same page. Uh, I think if we can get everybody mentally, you know, at least in the same ballpark, then that would be a tremendous part of uh, what needs to be done. And uh, there would be no stopping, you know. Yeah. You know, just like the the, the song from back in, uh, I guess that was in the 70s, uh, ain't, no, ain't No Stopping Us Now. Yeah. Uh, I mean that was a time when uh people were 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 doing some things and you know it looked like you know we were making some advancements and achievements uh in in a unified way and music had a message in it and you know that was that was the message of the time you know ain't no stopping us but now it's like you know People done, people done stopped on their own and, you know, falling into foolishness and mm-hmm. got all these uh, different distractions and different uh, forms of genocide coming at us, everything from drugs to the music to uh, gay marriage and, you know, all kinds of uh degenerate type of uh, allowances, you know, that's being given to uh, our people as if, you know, it should be acceptable. And it's it's not acceptable. It's not something that's beneficial for us. And uh, it's really uh, kind of uh, derailing what was going on and, you know, when we get these different incidences that happen, you know, it's an opportunity for uh, us as a people to kind of get back on track, but it never seems to uh, happen long enough uh, or people never seem to uh, maintain focus long enough in order to, you know, do anything of any significant value. Right. It's been about a month now since uh, Sandra Bland was uh, murdered. I want to say she was murdered. I, you know, I don't care what they say. She was murdered. You know, uh-huh. they they allowed her. They killed her, or they allowed her to hurt herself. I I, I don't even believe that she tried to hurt herself. I'm I'm not even gonna say that out of my mouth. You know, the fact that she was murdered and uh, it's about a month now, there's been other cases of, of different incidences where people have died, you know, through the hands of these uh, people running around with badges who are supposed to be uh, law enforcement. What kind of laws are they enforcing? Exactly. You know? Now, you know, mm-hmm. there's, there's been six or seven African women that died mysteriously in police custody, um, not being pursued by the police, not in an arrest, but actually inside the jail, um, either at the hands of the jailers 
Um, whether they, they want to say, I, I don't believe Sandra Bland murdered herself. I believe she was murdered. Um, other women that, that, um, came to their end in the, in the jail, uh, was, they were neglected. Do they were, they had health issues that were not properly uh, taken care of. Um, some of them were, they just, they, you know, just going to sell it. They were alive. Now they're dead. They're, they're, and there's absolutely like no explanation for it. And people are, like you said, uh, Sandra Bland hasn't been murdered, been less, it's just barely been over a month, just barely over a month, seven days, July 10th. I was, I want to say July 10th. And already no one, like, it's like not a mention of Sandra Bland. There's not a um, mention of Rakina. There's not a mention of these ladies who uh, died in police custody. There's no outrage. There's no, and there should be just as much outrage as there should be over Trayvon Martin, Mike Brown, Eric Garner. Um, those, those, it's like there's senseless deaths that are happening in our community, and somehow black people will turn it around in their mind and justify it and say, well, they shouldn't have resisted. They should have just deal with the cops said. You know, we have rights. Um, a white person can attack, the, can physically get into an altercation with a police officer and live to be placed in handcuffs and read their rights and placed in the cell and go before the judge. Due process. Mm-hmm. Black people are not as loud that that basic human right. Um, they're picking us off in the street, and we we still fail to come together. You know, we're failing each other because it, we're just going to wait for the next victim yeah. and the next victim and the mm-hmm. next victim. Yep. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll, we'll bitch about it for a little while. Um but then after a while, you know, we'll just say, hey, okay, that's it. Hey, you know, the, okay, well, the, the, they'll, they'll get around to it. Well, no, we have to get up in their face and make this shit stop. You know, it, it's not going to just stop by prayer. That ain't going to happen. Um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take action. You know, it's going to take the first step is to pull our money out of their economy. And, and, and then it's going to take collectively us coming together and taking care of each other in the community and not allowing these things to happen. When you see a black person, you you know, you've said this before, and, and I reiterated it, when you see a black person and any type of dealing with the police officer, stop. Watch that, you know, watch your brother and your sister's back. Watch, you don't even know what is going to happen in that situation. Watch through to the end. And if you definitely, you see them doing a wrong and, and being overly aggressive and assaultive towards them, Free your brother and your sister, and and and, then, and that's it. And everybody clear the scene. Period. You know, I, I I have no understanding of um situations where there's five, ten, fifteen black people, two police officers, and they manhandling this person that they're trying to arrest, and everybody just sitting there with their cam, with their video phones, uh, mm-hmm. looking for something right. on Facebook for life. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't understand it. You know, you're not losing nothing to getting there. Whoop them laws ass. Get up, get your brother and sister free, and everybody clear the scene. That's it. That's all. They're not going to, two laws ain't going to arrest everybody. If you get the hell out of there before the rest come, then you're sky free. That's it. That's all. Let them issue a rest of one. You know? Yep. Quick, fast, and in a hurry. You know? Do it and be done. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, look, I'm looking at uh, the final call site. And uh, I pulled up something that has an interview with uh, 
I guess somebody uh, he was on Farcon was on some uh, doing an interview with uh, somebody in Chicago. Uh, looks like some I don't know. I guess some some other Muslim guy, and so it kind of ends uh, with him saying, "I want you to help me." Okay, I'm, I'm quoting. I'm going to quote word for word. What's here? <laughs> I want you to help me put on a day where it's bigger than, quote, the day, where it's about, quote, the day before, quote, the day of, but most importantly, quote, the day after. I'm going to put a program before Congress. It's a program to deliver us from the tyranny of our open enemy. Well, let's see. You're going to Congress and you're going to put a program before them to deliver us from tyranny. Well, let's see. Uh, is Congress a part of the government? Uh, are, are they in control of the police? I mean, uh, this, you know, I, this don't even make sense, but let me let me let me finish the little part. So he goes on. Now that was that was in in heavy highlight, bold print. Now it says, and I'm not begging anybody to back me in this, in that. I already have the backing of God and His Christ. Okay. Does that sound Does that sound like he uh? Is got his back up? Is, is, is. Um, don't sound like you got his back up. Is, is Christ? Uh, yeah, God and His Christ. I mean, okay. um, okay. Christians, you know, I just, and, you know, that 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 kind of stuff. This that stuff just tickles me pink. It's like, are you serious? You're waiting on God to come and liberate you. Um, the same God that gave the white man permission to enslave you. You have no business praising, worshiping, and praying to the same God of the white man, of the slave master. Come on now. Um, you know, if you're going to present, if, if you are going to present something to Congress, um, it, it, it needs, it, it then would better be a declaration of black independence. I mean, you know, and, and, and at that point, you better have reinforcements um, because they're going to look at it as a joke anyway. Anything you present to Congress without uh, getting their attention first, you know, they 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 look at black people as a joke. They know beyond a shadow of a doubt that we are the most powerful, the most dominant race on the planet. But they also know how the vices that they've used to brainwash, um, to oppress, those who have kept us divided and separated. God is the main one. Um, it's God, Yahweh, Allah, whoever, however you want to, however, whatever you want to call him, um, is the white man. You know, when you praying to him, you praying to the white man. You're asking the white man for something that he has not granted for over 500 years. Stop praying to him and start working some shit out. Start making some things happen. Yep. So, so check this out now. Okay, so he said, 
God and his Christ has his back, right? Then he says, you will soon see I am not a madman and I'm not crazy. Try me and see. So if you want to help me, a man that won't punk out on you, that can be bought, go to justiceorelse.com and give I'm going to report to you every nickel, every dime, every dollar will account for it. No thieves, no robbers here, just warriors for God and the liberation of our people. And then it says to the Jewish people that don't like me, you don't have a ladder tall enough to get you up to the heaven where my blessings come from. So you're going to have to sit on the sideline and watch. And I'm warning you and the government, if you make a mistake, thinking that you can do do to me and us as you've done to others, I welcome you. Come on with it, and I'll show you the power of a God that will take you out and take your country from you and give it to whom he pleases. And that's the end. Isn't that just, doesn't that just sound so amazing and so devastatingly strong and so, I mean, we, I mean, we've been waiting to hear this. I mean, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is, yeah. Isn't, isn't this going to be what's going to save us now from all of this? Because to me, when I when I read that, it, it it just sounds like you know, you're saying that your God and your and and His Christ or whatever, you know, they got your back, but yet you're asking for money. Uh, <laughs> if they got your back, then why are you asking for money? Then, then he's selling wolf tickets like to the, to the Jews and to the government. Oh, if you, you know, think you can do something to me, then why don't you do it? Because uh, I'll show you the power that God uh, will take you out. I mean, if if you got the power to do that, then why don't you go ahead and already do that? Why you, why you got to wait for them to make a move? I, I will. Well, what what, I, what what really baffles me is why you got to wait till October 10th. If you got that kind of power and that kind of power moves through you, then stop this shit today. End it today. Well, that's it. That's all. You know, if, if, if that kind of power moves through you, 
um, then why haven't you done something uh, already? Um, yeah, you know, it, it pull pit, pull pit pimping. That's it. Donate your money. I'm going to sell you this dream. The God in me is so powerful. He's going to do this. Okay, the God, God. Well, what are you doing? God's power flowing through you that mightily. Um, why haven't you liberated your people? What are you waiting on? Why are you waiting on the Jews to make a move, for, uh, you know, that when you need to surprise them is the best element of war anyway? Oh, you know? my goodness. Yeah, it's, it's just amazing, uh, you know, to hear some of this stuff. But, you know, like I said, what's worse is that people, people actually listen to this and they actually think that what has been said is something so amazing that they've never heard before that, I mean, it's just almost like, uh, I guess, one of the stories out of the Bible or something is like, you know, what? Moses with the bur- mm-hmm. with the burning bush is like Jesus coming back from the dead. I mean, it's like uh, who was there? Moses parting the Red Sea, and you know all the other amazing stories like Santa Claus coming down and ship. You know, I mean, yeah, it's just amazing that people listen to this and they actually think that this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. And and they just want to be, uh, you know, a part of this dream. That's sad. Amazing. It, it, it's, you know, um, it's, it, 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 you know I've, I've seen an interview with Farrakhan, you know, he has said something to the, to the line something about, you know, if they, they know if they kill me, um, all of them going to die, and, and, and I want you to kill me and do something to me, and I'm ready and all of this. And I'm like, man, it's a bunch of gibber-jabberish bullshit. You know, just call it like it is. Um, you know, if your God is so powerful, why is he still allowing black people to be murdered as if our lives don't matter? Um, and if you're so down to liberate your people and you have this power, why haven't you used this power to liberate your people? You know, um, if you're going by a biblical sense and you're, you're, you're the new, you're the new age Moses, when Moses with the Pharaoh said, set my people free, he showed them, look, this is what's going to happen if you don't. It, it's like, you know, if you say, if that's your standpoint, then, then what are you doing? You know, why are you still talking? Why haven't you done? Why are you still soliciting money from poor people who are already oppressed by the by the system anyway, um, and you still you telling them that I can liberate you, but since ninety five you've been having marches and you ain't liberated nobody yet. Exactly, uh, as I always say, you know you ain't gonna bust a bust a grape with a sledgehammer. Uh, some folks may have heard me tell this story before, but I'm going to I'm going to mention it again because it just seems so appropriate. Uh, my grandfather uh, lived in Harlem for you know a long time, so uh, he was around there when Father Divine Father Divine was a uh, 
preacher who had a very large congregation around the country and owned uh, a lot of property. Uh, a lot of a lot of a lot of his followers would basically uh, turn their uh, their property over to him, and so you know that was the plan that they had. So people who were in need of food were able to eat for you know a few pennies or whatever. They were able to have, if they were homeless, they were able to have a, a, a place to stay. Uh, uh, in Philadelphia, there was a hotel called the Lorraine Hotel, which was owned by Father Divine, and it was, you know, uh, known as being a place where, you know, you could go and stay, and, you know, it wouldn't cost you a lot of money. So anyway, uh, Father Divine had a large congregation, and, you know, for the most part, New York was, I guess, you know, like his, you know, headquarters. So uh, the story goes like this. Father Divine was preaching to his congregation one day, and he said to them, do you believe I could walk on water? Congregation say, yes, Father, we believe. Father Divine said, do you believe I can walk on water? They say, yes, Father, we believe. So being not too far from the East River, the Harlem River, they went out to the Harlem River. And Father Divine once again said to his congregation, do you believe I could walk on water? They said, yes, Father, we believe. So he said, since you believe, I don't have to do it. And that's the end of the story. And it's just like allowing somebody to sell these wolf tickets that you know are not going to get cashed in. They continue to talk all this crap about what they're going to, you know, kill me, just, you know, harm me so that, you know, uh, God can bring some around on you. Really? Be careful what you ask for. But the big thing is the belief of people, the foolishness of people believing in things that really have no value. You can't see, you can't taste, you can't feel. Sandra Bland felt it when she was arrested, when she was killed. Eric Gardner felt it when he couldn't breathe. Tamir Rice felt it when he got shot and killed. 
all of those who lost their lives since we've been counting on and on. Those are real things. But belief, you can believe all day long, but that belief is not going to produce a cent, one measly penny is not going to produce a place for you to house yourself and your family, your children. It's not going to put any food on anybody's plate. It's not going to allow your children to be educated, to go to college, to learn some skill. that will enable them to in a position to financially take care of themselves and to not have to worry about being killed by a rabid police who run around and kill at will. Belief equals absolutely nothing. In a time where a common phrase like, oh, keep it real, and, you know, oh, yeah, you know, so much illusion and delusion going around. It's amazing. I was just watching, uh, I don't know if you got a chance to see any of it, but uh, somehow I guess uh, I was remembering uh, a brother named Mark Essex back in, uh, I think it might have been 1968, Mark Essex was a brother who had been in the service for a period of time and who uh, wound up getting discharged. Uh, But from what I've heard from many who have gone in the service, I know the story uh, of my father who had been in uh, the service during his time, and uh, some of my uncles and other people who uh, I've heard uh, talk about their experience in the service, people I've met uh, when I lived in uh, San Diego, and the racism that exists in the service and the type of foolishness uh, 
there was a movie called uh, A Soldier's Story, I believe, uh, written by, uh, I think it had actually been a play, and they made it a movie with, uh, I can't think of that brother's name. Uh, he, uh, I forget if he, they claimed he, Overdosed or something or whatever. Uh, uh, he used to play, used to play in uh, Heat of the Night uh, with with Cheryl uh, O'Connor. Uh, but him, I think Denzel was actually in that also, and. Uh, few other uh, brothers, basically, but it was a story about soldiers who were uh, stationed uh, or in training uh, in the South, uh, and it might have been might have been Mississippi, and so uh, anyway, it was just so much race racism going on, so. It was assumed that when uh, I think their drill sergeant had been killed, it was assumed that it was probably probably uh, one of the crackers that uh, was either in the military or you know in the area of uh, where, they, where their camp was. But it turned out, I think it might have been uh, whoever played the part of Denzel, uh, well, the part that Denzel played, I think he might have been the one that uh, wound up being the uh, person who had actually killed the uh, killed the drill sergeant because he just thought he was a, uh, he thought he was uh, kind of cooning and stuff. So uh, anyway, uh, the point I'm just trying to make about the racism that exists in the service, and uh, it's probably what happened to Mark Essex, along with just living every day in America, you know, mm-hmm. as a brother and in facing the racism. So anyway, uh, he managed to stockpiled some arms and uh, took to the top of a Howard Johnson uh, hotel that was uh, several stories high in uh, Louisiana, in New Orleans. And uh, I guess he kind of secured in maybe where I don't know, maybe the air conditioning unit was up on the roof or something like that or whatever, and at the same time had managed. And I know there's some stories that seem to say that he was with two other people and point, oh, they were shot or something, but it may have been that he was actually by himself. And for, I think, at least about 11 hours, 
he managed to hold his position and he set fire to uh, different parts of the hotel and shot and killed a lot of uh, white folks that were in the hotel. And they say that uh, one of the sisters who was actually working in the hotel was told that, oh, you don't have to worry, sister. I'm only killing white people. <laughs> hmm. And he uh, continued uh, holding down that position, and he managed to kill the police chief of the uh, New Orleans uh, Police Department, along with uh, a couple of other uh, police and other, you know, white folks. So uh, he went out and he uh, he took a stand. And uh, I don't think he waited for any uh, message from heaven. I don't know. Maybe he maybe he did. Maybe he did have a message or something. Maybe. He expressed it, you know, I guess similar to uh, Nat Turner and similar to uh, Denmark Vesey and begin to, as Khaled said, kill them all. Mm-hmm. And when you finish burying them, dig them up and kill them again. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I read that. Mm-hmm. when you shared that link, I went and I read that uh, little biography. Um, man, it was so powerful, you know, and it was um, a lot of people are on the edge, you know, a lot of black men and black women are on the edge, you know, um, right. just tired of being oppressed, tired of being, it, it's just, uh, it, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's coming to us, it's, it's at the surface and there's so much tension mm-hmm. in the air. Uh, it's so much racial tension in, in America that the government is going to have to do. They're going to have to, and they're going to have to address our issues. You know, we have to pull our money out and be prepared for the repercussions. There, there are going to be repercussions. We're going to have to, and that's where it's going to take us standing together, uh, a strong unified front, uh, not just idle threats, but prepared at, at, for enemies by enemies necessary. Uh, we fight for our survival. You know. Yeah, uh, we are close to the edge, and, uh, you know, we keep getting pushed every day. Uh, I saw a news story last night, I think it was, and uh, it talked about, oh, uh, somebody had etched into, I guess, some wet cement that some city workers had just poured. So uh, didn't get to see what, you know, the actual comment was, but it was something uh, in reference to Chinese people and something to the effect of kind of go back to China or something like that or whatever. So... uh, 
I believe the mayor of New York had made a comment and, you know, there was a story about how uh, city workers were sent to immediately go and uh, kind of uh, uh, repair that or remove what was said uh and this this these were city workers it wasn't like a private cement company uh-huh. city workers. and uh monday i had went to the federal court and when uh myself and uh another brother were crossing the street we noticed this rope that was tied around this post that was right on the corner. And it was a city. It was a city sign that was there, kind of like almost a temporary sign uh, that's put up uh, that made mention of something like uh, only at night or something, as if, uh, like, no parking in this area, maybe only at night or something or whatever. And going up and from the top and coming back down again was a rope that had a a a hangman's noose in it uh, right on the street of uh, Brooklyn. Wow. Now, was this now who who could have stood there and and put this noose on there cause on on the, on the same corner that this post was on is the United States postal system that the uh bankruptcy court is connected to cuz it's a very large building takes up a whole, like, city block. And uh, right across the street is the federal court. And they have somebody who, uh, when we came through the air, there was somebody they had, they have these kind of like lookout boxes or whatever. It's like a compartment where somebody is, there and they're supposed to be monitoring, you know, who kind of comes in the area. And I'm sure they have cameras and all of that. But yet there's a noose unless somebody who was working for the city uh, made this noose, which wouldn't be surprising. And uh, as I said, you know, this... uh, thing that happened with the concrete that was also something with the city but there's a lot of racism that's going on and you know uh, of course we are not always the brunt of it but we always seem to get the majority of it yeah and uh, for those who are not of the Caucasian persuasion, you know, you 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 also 
are going to see. And, you know, I mean, some of y'all probably already see some of uh, the ways of these beasts who walk around on two legs that's supposed to be men but are really mankind because they haven't quite evolved into being men, to being civilized, to being human. And so uh, if you allow yourself to be fooled by them and drop your guards, they will take advantage of you. Uh-huh. They will abuse you. They will kill you. And uh, we recently witnessed a brother named uh, Akai Gurley who was killed by an Asian police officer in the uh, housing projects in Brooklyn uh, several months ago. And uh, he is supposed to be standing trial for the murder of that young brother, the loss of his life. But on and on the count goes, and we need to be... uh, aware of our surroundings and we need to be prepared to uh, address the issues that face us. We need to be able to unify and protect our families and in those places where You can bear arms and open carry. If that's what white folks are doing, then intelligently and safely do what you need to do to protect yourself. But to have crackers walking around in, in Ferguson talking about, oh, they're going to protect this and they're going to protect that. They want to protect some store, but they don't want to protect our lives. Exactly. We got a problem with that. So, uh, anyway, uh, I guess uh, we are getting pretty close. We got about another uh, 15 minutes, 12 minutes, about 12 minutes or so. Uh, and uh, I'm not, I guess uh, Aries uh, didn't make it. But anyhow, uh, yeah, we want to continue to remind people about uh, boycotting and uh I'm going to uh, to uh, 
put more information out about that and uh, post it up uh, as much as I can. You know, I'm 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 just gonna get stupid with a lot of these groups, and I noticed that uh, one of the groups I was on, and I'm 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 gonna say the name of it, the uh, Now Valley Movement, and I guess there may be more than one of those particular groups. One of them, I think, is uh, Shaka Upmost calls itself. Uh, he has uh, as a as a page with solely his own glorification or edification or whatever. And you know, I don't I don't have a problem with that, you know, per se. Because I guess, you know, for those who are artists, uh they have their page and, you know, they promote their material, you know, their you know, what it is they do. You know, he has every right to be able to do that. But there's another group that uh is under that name now, Valley Movement, and I don't remember if it was a closed group before, and I don't know, maybe they just recently uh, closed it and perhaps closed me out. But uh, as as the saying goes, I've been uh, kicked out of better places or worse places before or whatever. Right. Uh, but uh, they begin to start to have some of the people who were supposed to be administrators. Uh, I know one of them had made a post. Uh, I I know I'd happen to see uh, stating something about you know, oh, the desire uh, or the the group did not want to have uh, people posting uh, stories about the police uh, incidences or police brutality or something like that. Yeah. And uh, to me, that makes absolutely no sense uh, for somebody to claim they are interested in uh, dealing with knowledge of ancient times and to disregard stuff that's happening today that's news that people need to hear about and to claim that you don't want these particular stories in this group If that becomes a crime to you, then let me be a criminal 
and let me be the best or the worst of the criminal who violates your group because I want to stick the contradiction in your face every day. I want you to see it so much to if it makes you sick, then I want to see you throw up. I want to see you have convulsions. I want to see you die. Because there was, I think, a book called Die, Nigga, Die. Uh-huh. Because if that's the way you feel about the deaths and the brutality against your brothers and sisters, and you have no compassion and no place to say a damn word about it, you think that, oh, the show must go on and you some kind of uh, superstar that is worthy of people praising you for some information and of course you think you sound good. Honestly, if you ain't talking about and if you ain't doing nothing about what's going on today and all that other bullshit, you can have it. And for those who may learn something, learning is good. There's many places to learn things from. But knowing something and not being able to do anything with it other than talk and talking about something that happened long ago but not talking about what's going on right in front of your face your neighbor next door. That's ridiculous and it's crazy and it's insane to go along with some kind of foolishness like that. So uh, that'll be the next project because part of What we've talked about here every Wednesday for several months now has been talking about a code, a code of ethics and responsibility and principles and talking about those as individuals, those as as so-called leaders who fail to be accountable to the people and to serve the people. They are in our crosshairs and they are our targets because they need to get out the way before we can get to the real enemy. Mm-hmm. Because they all they are... Like- 
like the white people's first line of defense, you know, are our so-called leaders. You know, when you mm-hmm. think about it from a different paradigm, um, you know, we can look at it as a paradigm as they're our leaders, but the, the real paradigm is that they're the first line of defense of, the, of, our, of our white oppressors. You know, before right. we get to them, we got to go through them, <laughs> you know? Right. Before we can get out the door, we got to get by them. And if they in the way, they need to be stomped down. And I'm saying that symbolically, of course, but they decide to physically get in the way. They're going to get what they get. We love peace, but you can't have peace sometimes until you have to fight for it. And I'm ready to fight for it. Been ready. So, Anything uh, else you want to uh, touch on before we uh, get ready to close up? No, I think I've too much touched on everything. You know, I just wanted to stress the importance of the boycott, um, power of unity, and, um, you know, for people to, you know, to start thinking, of, you know, um, how, to combat, how to combat this fascist society, you know, under the oppression of, of fascism. Um, and, you know, that was basically, I, I just touched on everything, you know, we just got to drive home um, the boycott, you know, promoting the boycott, being 100% about the boycott and just making that happen um, and, and then finding um, new avenues to recycle the money in our community. Yep. So those, those, are, the, those are key points that, that we absolutely have to, you know, we have to start somewhere together collectively as black people. Mm-hmm. Excellent, excellent points with that, too. Uh, usually, uh, I know what you mentioned uh, earlier, uh, I think I mentioned to you plebiscite, uh, which is basically uh, people having having a vote in regards to, uh, you know, what the uh, future of its existence will be. Uh, Places like Puerto Rico have uh, had some discussion around the idea of having a plebiscite because uh, Puerto Rico is, is not a state of the United States. Uh, it's considered a territory, but those who are aboriginal to Puerto Rico didn't ask for the United States to come there and impose their authority on them as a people. But once again, it's the confusion that sets in to... uh, 
keep people from organizing and doing the things that will bring them forward to uh, their liberation. I had the privilege to attend a meeting in Puerto Rico. I believe, I believe, when was that? It might have been 89, 90, and one of the people who was instrumental in trying to seek liberation for uh, those in Puerto Rico, uh, he was a part of... uh, a political group called Los Macheteros. Their symbol was a machete. And he had been arrested and charged with uh, being a part of robbing a uh, Brinks truck for uh, a million or several million dollars, I think in Connecticut. So he had been out on bail for uh, for a little while. He had an he had an ankle bracelet that uh, was supposed to be a tracking device. Uh, while he was on bail, and uh, after that meeting uh, uh, that I had attended, not immediately after, but sometime after, he disappeared and went underground, so the ankle bracelet became void, and uh, for, I don't know, maybe maybe almost even close to 10 years. I think he spent uh, being uh, out of uh, the government's hands. And uh, at some point later on, they had supposedly uh, cornered him in a part of uh, the island of uh, Puerto Rico and they had basically shot him and allowed him to bleed to death. And uh, his name was Filiberto Ojeda-Rios, very beautiful brother who uh, understood liberation and uh, struggle and... uh, his goal is one we should um, and uh, use those examples by our own freedom. Many examples uh, for us to take from and uh, hopefully our young will learn and uh, carry the torch. But 
we are in a uh, point in time where things are not going to get any better before they get worse. Mm-hmm. And they are getting worse. So uh, we're going to shut it down for now. Uh, thank you again, Sister Keisha, for uh, being here to help co-host this uh, program. And uh, we will be back next week, uh, same time and uh, same place, number. And the uh, pen code will be the same. And uh, we look to uh, start on time next week, 8 Eastern time. So uh, we welcome y'all to uh, join us uh, once again. And uh, I'll say peace for now. Peace, love you. Thanks for having me, Brother Annette. It's always a pleasure. Peace, and thank you, sister.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.